Welcome to In Tune, Episode 2, a music appreciation podcast. My name is Aiden. My name is Jugged. My name is Andrew. I think we've settled so far that we'll probably settle with the bi-weekly. I think it works best for the type of content that we're doing. But there's too many releases that I want to do. Hey. <laughs> but but I mean, yeah. that's fine. Speaking yeah. of too many releases or lack of releases from a certain someone. Oh, boy. Fuck Kanye. Let's talk about <laughs> Kanye. I can't. I just like, I have no patience for it anymore. Yeah, I'm kind of done. When I when you told me Yandi was coming up, I was like, cool. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then the day came and I was like, all right, like I'm, I'm getting excited. You know, he didn't bail out on his Saturday Night Live performance. Yeah, exactly. Did you okay, did you read about like the reason that he ended up on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, it was wasn't it because someone else dropped out? It's because Ariana Grande stepped down. Oh yeah, he had a freak. Was Lil Pump at the actual? I didn't watch the SNL performance, no. but it looked like it. I think he was. Because he, he was dressed up in a bottle, right? They were both dressed up as water bottles. No, okay. Because so like, Kanye was Perrier, <laughs> <laughs> That's and, and Lil Pump was a water bottle. And that, that's why he's talking about plastic today. No, I think he was just talking to his dad about plastic. Yeah, just in general. Because <laughs> he thinks he's in his bag about... <laughs> yeah. He thinks he's so smart. Social. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, wow. yeah. Never thought of that before. Kanye's like, Kanye I discovered saved. that. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. I am frustrated with his antics. Yeah. Yeah. It is entertaining going on like the Kanye sub and you see people lose their mind when I didn't drop that was more entertaining than actually wait for the album or anything. probably yeah I can imagine when I didn't drop like I woke up Sunday morning actually fell asleep like part way through SNL and just woke up <laughs> yeah and then I'll that goes to show about go the SNL away. performance yeah. it goes to show about SNL in general yeah, it's... it wasn't on Apple Music or like that's what I used and I was just like alright mm-hmm. kind of what I expected mm-hmm. I saw like a different release so it was like I love it like like the super clean version, I uh, like a like freaky edition. Do you guys listen to it? No. Uh, apparently, like it's like a studio version of what they did on SNL. Really? Instead of saying like um, freaky ho. What does he? How does he even go? Instead what? of saying you're you, such a fucking hoe. Oh, you're yeah. You're, so, yeah. you're such a freaky girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like sounds so weird. It's, I mean, it's better than the clean version. I think I sent it to you guys before. Yeah. Where, Where they, they just bleep out every yeah, second yeah, line. Oh yeah, it's just super. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I have no patience for him anymore. Yeah. It's just like, there comes a time when it's like, you get, like, I get it. He was trying to do something artsy running around, like Pablo came out. Yeah. Like, the exact same thing. Yeah. Really, like coming out right after the SNL performance and then it didn't. Yeah. But it's like, this time it's just like, he's just without any kind of information or anything. At least that time he's kind of like, it's coming or whatever. Yeah. Like, and he had like, there was interviews and there was like explanations of like, what are we going to be talking about on this record? What is like, what are some... What are some discussion points on the record? And he was like, oh, this is going to feel like this sort of album. This is going to feel like a gospel cookout record. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it didn't. <laughs> there was like at uh, least some... That's weird. With that, uh... There is like at least some sort of contextual understanding. Exactly. And then when it just didn't come out and he released the different song, like the Freaky Edition thing, mm-hmm. I tilted people. Yeah. <laughs> Well, apparently, like you gave us you gave us the song we already had. Yeah, you gave us a new release. Everybody got excited when like new release from Kanye like, shows up as a notification, yeah. and it's just like another. I love it. it was great. I love that. Well, yeah. did you guys see that Kim Kardashian said it? Well, it's supposedly <laughs> coming out wait. on the twenty third of November. Yeah, Black yeah. Friday. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, he wants to go to Africa to yeah, record. record. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? What with Mostaf hiding out there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not holding my breath. 
no don't care anymore. yeah no even when yay came out i was not excited at all yeah i after life of pablo i kind of fell off mm-hmm. entirely yeah after how disappointed i was with pablo yeah i don't care. I, I mean yeah jesus i love jesus, I love jesus. yeah, yeah. So i was cautiously optimistic yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh, could be good <laughs> yeah i know i guess the thing that's so dumb is he rented out billboards in Times Square. Yeah. You rent out billboards all across different areas in Chicago, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, all right. And then you go on Instagram and you say that you're millions of dollars in debt. And it's like, like what are you doing? Okay. Everything. I don't know. He tries to turn everything into like a spectacle or an event in of itself where it's just like, oh, I'm tweeting to explain this yeah. about my life. And I was like, we don't need that. Yeah. You don't need to know that about your life. Yeah. Oh, and then all the dumb shit to do with that 13th Amendment. Yeah. That's just a whole nother yeah. level of being dumb. Did you see uh, Austin Walker, who talks, he's like a host and a writer for Waypoint. Uh, he had a really good tweet <laughs> regarding this Kanye situation where he said, I'm loath to say anything at all about this Kanye SNL performance, but I can't help it. Ye thinks he's Andy Andy Kaufman. But he's Dan Nainan. <laughs> and if you don't know who Dan Nainan is, he is like this new like millennial comedian, but a journalist. Millennial comedian. There's a journalist who discovered or uncovered either on his own or through like talking to the guy on the phone that he's 55. Really? And this guy says he's a 35. And it's just like, this, why are you lying about this? Austin is the master of hot takes. I really enjoy it. Uh, he also is the host of the Kanye. Like, yeah, one song only. One song only. Where they try to find the best Kanye song. Yeah. Like, they follow that, uh, like, you know how f- how trendy, like, those, like, brackets were for a bit, for, like, a week? Oh, yeah. Like, the, the sports brackets? Yeah. You, so, like, there's, like, like, the Kanye bracket and, like... Like, face-off, they're, like... And vote for your favorite son, and then it keeps going to the finals, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Like, that's where they based it off of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was they followed, like, the OG Kanye, Kanye West bracket. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's how they use it. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, when one of our friends sent a screenshot of, like, Ye's tweet about <laughs> the plastic, the thing that I instantly noticed and just thought was hilarious is somebody responded saying, Kanye's like a freshman in college. Yeah. And nails it on the head. So yeah. yeah just... Like, instantly groaned when I read that. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh. Regardless of his political views, just, like, how he treats his fans and how he just treats, in general, just... People. How he just treats social media and everything. And social media and everything. is just, like, I've lost a lot of... I used to be a big, like, Kanye stan. Yeah, just same. Like, he's doing this just because he's, like, smart. He's getting, like, whatever. Any publicity is good or is good publicity, whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. Like, but he's just Absolutely. dumb. Now it's just to the point where it's like, you're just actually dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah. I realize you're actually dumb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think he's honestly dumb, and I'm not saying that to be mean. Yeah. Like, well, I it's just he thinks he's he thinks yeah. he's smart. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks he's smarter and than that, I actually That's do. the problem right there. Yeah. It, it's terrible, too, because everyone, everyone I talk to loves Kanye, so he has this whole generation that he's, he's influencing yeah, in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because there are going to be people who are going to be like, I'll believe anything. I'll follow Kanye. Anything is said. Yeah. So there's going to be people. What Kanye actually, oh, what he's saying actually makes sense if you really think about no, it. No, I, I see it in NBA all the time. Like people that usually like rap also follow the NBA generally. And there's this one NBA player who. <laughs> who James Harden? No, Ky- Kyrie Irving. And pretty much, pretty much he thinks the earth is flat. Um, and that started, it started a whole trend of flat earthers. It became more relevant, I think, after that. Because it was a big controversy. I'm honestly surprised Kanye hasn't come out and said the earth is flat. Yeah. Like, is there any other relative or relevant news? Uh, like, Prince came out with the, the Prince and the piano and the microphone songs. And I don't listen to Prince. So. I love Prince. Yeah. So, like, the collection of the piano and a microphone was a collection of songs from 1983. Um, they all are basically just like very simplistic piano songs. Yeah, but that came out, and I think it it sparked like the question in me as well as like there was another like all the anthology releases and like all that. Like, it's kind of sparked the question in me and like in with like. Yeah, it kind of sparked the question in me about like posthumous releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. anyone's ever listened to it with the Michael Jackson ones, they were all right. Yeah, yeah. The, like, there, oh, there's some that are really good, but others I feel like it's just a money grab almost, like picking apart their like B sides or whatever they had in their vault. But I, I know one thing with Prince. Uh, apparently, when he died, there was an article coming out that he had a whole bunch of unreleased music so yeah and it's like the same with so many other artists it's just like yeah like john to be an artist means that you have thousands of songs Mm -hmm. in the bank that you don't that you don't release yeah see what i don't like is if you compare it let's say to a painter who has passed away or any of like like a physical medium kind of artist if they release, if they didn't finish something or whatever, and it's like in their vault, quote unquote, and then it, it gets released to public, everybody knows like that was an unfinished work. But I guess I am like because, and but compared to this, like Prince, this comes out and it's like seen as like an actual release, like a yeah. finished work by the artist, and that's what I don't really like because yeah. Prince That's how I clearly didn't about. want to release. It. Like yeah. I don't know how much control the label or whatever had over him when yeah. he releases, but like this is somebody else releasing somebody else's work as like a finished product and that's under his name and that's what i'm not the biggest fan yeah so i'm like i didn't yeah i never listened to this so i don't Mm -hmm. know how good it is overall but like it's good it's an iffy area for me on like if that's kind of right to do because yeah like andrew said like unless all the money goes to his estate i don't really think it's fair yeah it just it begs the question of like yeah something can be good but that doesn't that we it doesn't mean that like we necessarily need to listen to it or need it in need to consume it yeah yeah exactly yeah i don't know it seems to get good reviews based off what i'm seeing yeah like Like it's a it's Mm -hmm. a great collection of songs i don't know i i I feel like it's just a money grab. I can't help but think. I feel the same way. Yeah. Maybe if they went back and they redid some of the older songs, like a remastered, mm-hmm. like original masters. Yeah. That would be an interesting release. Yeah. 
Or, or I guess if a family member said, yeah, we want to release these. It apparently was released by like the actual state. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I, I had a feeling. Yeah. I had a feeling. But it just feels like with so many other, with so many interviews and with so many conversations that Prince had while he was alive, like the discussion mainly was like. Yeah, Prince was really secretive. He was really, right. Yeah, he was like really hesitant to trust things like YouTube and trust things like. Yeah, well, streaming he didn't services. have streaming till he died. Yeah. Yeah. We did for a while, and then he pulled it off. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm iffy about it. Yeah. I guess it's just like, if I passed away, I wouldn't want, like, I didn't, I would push something out as a release because I wanted it to be out and mm-hmm. I'd keep it, especially because these were all recorded, like it says, in 1983. Mm-hmm. That's 30 years plus before he passed. Like, I feel like he would have released these if he wanted to. And I feel like, so, even if it was like my brother or my parents to release something after I passed, from the grave, I'd be like, no. No. Nah. <laughs> like, I don't want you to because I clearly didn't want it out. And that's why I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still listen to it, not going to lie. Like, if I was a big fan, I'd still listen to it. But in the back of my head, I'd have that moral dilemma. Mm-hmm. Should yeah, we move on to the albums now? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we can move on to, to albums. Andrew, what album did yeah. you pick? Okay, I, I picked the album by Milo. Budding ornithologists are weary of tired analogies. And he's a rap artist, was a rap artist, because this past week he announced over Twitter that all his projects were done and that he can't make money doing this anymore, essentially. That's what he was saying, which is pretty disappointing because he was one of my favorite up-and-coming rappers in especially the indie rap scene. Before I talk about this album, it's definitely not my favorite release of the past like two weeks or my favorite record by him. But I did want to talk about it because I know him so well. It's a very dense record lyrically. Like Milo did go to school for philosophy. So philosophy, generally those type of people are really into deep, dense, hard to understand topics and so putting that into rap songs (laughs) kind of just makes it more difficult his wordplay is interesting and he's a nerdy guy if anyone could tell from his lyrics a lot of nerdy things referenced throughout his music he's all over the place and i believe on this album i know the last one he did he fully produced himself i think for this one he fully produced himself as well judging from genius notes on production notes it was like scallops hotel scallops hotel is is like his alias yeah yeah it was kenny siegel okay so they had they had other producers on that one. Producers, I can see on the band campaign. Yeah, yeah, but Scallops Hotel is this other alias where he just primarily produces beats. I, I don't even think this is the best Milo release this year. He released two other releases, Nostrum Grocers, yeah, fuck. with a Lucid, yeah, and then he also released a Scallops Hotel album. And I thought those were definitely better than this album. The beats on this, it kind of just blended together almost. Like, especially through my first listen, and it was the same problem I had with the No Name record. Like, I liked the sound and everything, but eventually a 16-song album, I think it's 16 songs. It's 15 songs, yeah. Yeah. The entire album was only around 40 minutes. Yeah, Yeah, it it was short, but still, it felt like almost a chore even for 40 minutes just because of 
how similarly the beats were on every track. And I also went back and listened to his first three records after listening to this one. And his flow just sounds a little tired and bored on this record. A little too tired for me because you you know <laughs> I love that monotone rap voice. And yeah. Yeah. And this one is just a little too like, okay, let's have some enthusiasm in some of these songs. I thought this album was so, so boring. <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. I really like it was a struggle for me to get through. The biggest thing was A, how you said the production felt so phoned in. It was, yeah. it was a very slow like a drum beat mm-hmm. mixed in with like occasional kind of a jazz fusion kind of song. A few of the songs get a little bit faster and that's why I was like, oh, it's getting a little bit exciting yeah. and it slows down again. I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He, he keeps a certain speed. But the big thing that really just like was like the stake in like the coffin was like his flow is the exact same and it's so boring. Yeah. And like it's just yeah. like his voice, it sounds like he's like, just went in and was like, uh, okay, good. Okay, I'm going. Like, yeah, it sounded no. like he's like, okay, I need to take a shit. Like, let me get <laughs> out of here. I'm going to phone this in and I'm just going to go. And I have the same issues, even though he's my favorite rapper. Like, I completely agree with your issues with this record because going back to his first three albums, they're completely different. They're, oh, really? they're more emotion through it like the lyrics are more easier to connect and easier to understand because there's more emotion in it all instead of these broad concepts of life itself almost here's the part that <laughs> were interesting were like interesting yeah they were like interesting kind of going for yeah right? yeah like, yeah all right and I, I hear what you're saying yeah <laughs> I, fe- I feel like this record and the last record which i know aiden liked less than this one <laughs> yeah those ones lyrically are pretty much similar in a way before that there was definitely more variety i would say but do you have anything to say about it, Aiden? Yeah, I think he is one of the more recognizable names when it comes to like alternative hip hop, like the woke rappers. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of fits into that category. It's worn on his sleeve. There's nothing he really does with that title. He doesn't do anything outside of that. Like you think of like Open Mike Eagle, Bus Driver, Elucid, and most oh, yeah. of those people like he's worked with. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, you're working with. You're just working with like a lot of similar people. Yeah, the art rap collective. Yeah, which exactly. <laughs> he like, hates that term. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just like another situation for me where it's just like all of the elements are here for stuff that I could potentially like, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't work with me because it just feels like a lot of just like overload. That being said, this is probably the most accessible release so far for me from like the two or three albums that I've listened to, and it might just be a recency bias. Just because, like, that's what well, I'm maybe he's to. growing on you too. Yeah, it might just be that it, he's growing on me a bit more. But it's just like I tried listening to his other album, "Who Told You to Think," and just I was talk- talking to you about it when it came out. I was just like, I can't get into this. Yeah, I know. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I t- I talked about it when it came out with you, and you're like, Yeah, it's not for me. And I was like, Oh. <laughs> what doesn't happen as much on budding ornithologists. That happens a lot on who told you to think mm-hmm. is like this weird like he tends to like repeat lines or repeat sentences over and over again and he kind of does that on here mm-hmm. but on who yeah. told you think is really bad and he tries to do it for like adding to for poetic effect i think shit doesn't work <laughs> sorry where who told you think missed me and where Buddy Northologist kind of got me was that it feels a bit more reserved in that sort of area in terms of 
adding for artistic effect. Like, I feel like there's a bit less than that. Obviously, it's still there because it's Milo. Mm-hmm. Overall, for me, Milo just really suffers from what it seems like a lot of people with bachelor degrees in philosophy do. <laughs> well, he dropped out. Like... <laughs> so even then, yeah. But, it's but just the like, I am very smart mentality. Names yeah. Are yeah. It's just like, it sort of feels like there is a name dropping of certain philosophers and poets for the mm-hmm. sake of name dropping philosophers and poets just to be like, oh, hey, look at me knowing things that you don't know. <laughs> look at me knowing names that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, that's why I think generally. Yeah. Like in one track alone, he name drops like three different philosophers. <laughs> and he was like, oh, like Baron Dolbeck and Schopenhauer or something like that. And that's like names I don't fucking know. <laughs> at, the, and like, at the same time, though, I think that's something he loves. And he yeah. just wants to express that through music. It can come off as pretentious, but. Yeah. Like I can't generally. I'm sure there's like. There are people that will listen to me talk about music and be like, oh, this guy, this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I can't re- really... But there is that line where it's, like, yeah. a, a little too much you can tone down. Yeah. 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 Like, we get it. Yeah. And just, like, some of the writing, like, I, I have a tough time trying to connect, like, the through lines that he's trying to connect. Mm-hmm. Like, so he'll rap about Schopenhauer. He'll be, like, talking about Futanari. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what <laughs> threw me off Which on like, oh, this, too. Me. And then, like, he'll have songs like Galahad and Goose Down, Fiat, Istatitia, Periat Mundus, <laughs> which literally, I don't know what Galahad, I don't know what the connection with Galahad and Goose Down is, but the Latin in that is let justice be done and let the world perish. I'm just like, oh, cool. You know, you know Latin too? Nice. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, I, that, that was a Wikipedia. That was a Wikipedia, like it has its own Wikipedia entry. And then he's like, and then he's talking about channeling Sappho, which is like an ancient Greek poet, which is like, all of this is just like a lot to, to sift through. I'm glad I picked this album for you to <laughs> pick apart lyrically. <laughs> it's just like, I, I knew you would have an interesting time with it. It's like comparable to when somebody, when you're writing an essay. Yeah. And it's like, this seems a little bit too bland. Let me put this word into yeah. the source. Let me add thou. No, that, that's exactly. Like, Let oh, me add a larger sound, word. Sounds smart. No, that's exactly that's what cool. people describe this record <laughs> yeah. as. Is like, Milo just and takes even a in like, thorus. Even in like the noisy, like DJ booth and the noisy interviews with him, it's just like, oh, he's a rapper that you got to listen to with a nice cup of coffee or something like that and a dictionary right beside you. <laughs> and it's like, fuck off. I don't need that. Like, I appreciate how introspective he is. And I think he he's a very self-aware and con- like conscious of the world around him and i appreciate that aspect out of him but it becomes very frustrating when it just sounds like he's waxing poetic about how different he is but i do like i think like for me they're like notable tracks for me were tiptoe i really like tiptoe tiptoe was really nice i think that was like that's the second song in and i was like oh okay like this is the stuff that I kind of want more of. Even like Nominee, I originally thought that like he was trying to play like a, a play on words with like Nominee, as in like being nominated for something. Oh, yeah. But I had to look up what Nominee was because I thought it was just tongue in cheek. But it appears to be like a certain different way of rhyming in doggerel, which is a doggerel in of itself is a verse is composed in irregular rhythm. But 
My issue is, is his rhyming all that irregular on this track than it is on other tracks? I don't get it. <laughs> all the track names are yeah. dumb. I hate it. Like, the, the, which one? Thinking while eating a handful of almonds. That's the one I was looking at. <laughs> what? Like, I get it. Like, especially recently, there's been a trend of, like, picking a little bit more of, like, a different, like, no, never said lyrically, but kind of like a different track name. Yeah. But usually kind of has some kind of playback, like an understanding. Yeah. But, like, some of these just, like, are just like, wow, like, you're just trying way too hard. To yeah. Different. Yeah. Like Romulan Ale never yeah. says anything about. I think that's from Star Trek or something, yeah. right? Like, never says anything to do with it in the track, and I was like, all right, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like how, kind of how I felt. Like it took me like no joke, like four to eight listens to actually get through this entire album, and it's very short. Yeah, yeah. but and like I kept on thinking, I was like, okay, like longer albums, like the one we're gonna talk about later, it's a little, like one agent picked, it's a little, like a little bit on the long side track wise. But like I kept on thinking, okay, like I like it. I need to get through it entirely a few times. But like, with this, I legitimately just like, kept on getting so bored and forgetting that like, yeah. I need to listen to this. Yeah. I had to finish listening to it last night. Yeah. After two weeks, oh. two weeks to listen to it. Well, hopefully my record next week doesn't. <laughs> yeah. For like, you guys, I because so that bad. yeah. I felt that, so uh, bad because you're because I remember you saying Miles my favorite artist. I'm so excited to pick his. Then when I listened to it, I was like, really. Really? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what do I say? I, like, I, I even warned you guys this album was not my favorite of his. Like, yeah. I just wanted to talk about it because he's my favorite, one of my favorite rappers, I don't want to say. But yeah, if anyone was going to listen to Milo, I'd recommend his first three albums, especially yeah. So the Flies Don't Come. That's probably peak Milo. Yeah. I think for me, my when I want to listen to this sort of thing, <laughs> Definitely not all the time. I wouldn't say it's a small I amount. I wouldn't say it's like say never. <laughs> yeah, I would never like. I don't want to say that it'd be never, but it's a small amount of time. Okay. But when I do want to listen to this, I would rather listen to Elucid or Arm and Hammer. Like yeah. there's a bit more Billy Woods. Yeah, even Billy Woods a little bit. Yeah. But even like, I think Elucid is the top I, one. For I, me. I think Open Mike Eagle is the most talented out of all those guys, though. Yeah. Like he's he, he's the most interesting. Yeah. Well, I think he, he's the one that actually knows how to craft a song. Yeah. No. <laughs> when, <laughs> which is like, I mean, like that. Even regular like poppy artists, or as like a popular artist, but there are artists that don't know how to craft a song either. Like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and like back back then, his first three albums, he was that was when Hellfire Collective was a thing. So all of them collaborated on each other's albums, like Open Mike and Bus Driver, mm -hmm. and another rapper, No Can Do, which he pretty much destroyed that whole collective. Yeah, <laughs> but that's another story. And was it? There was like Uncommon NASA was in it a bit. Yeah, I think, and then there was like Billy Woods and Elucid also yeah. on the side. And now none of them talk to No, no Can Do because <laughs> he just took a bunch of money. Yeah, fuck. I love label drama. Yeah. I don't pay attention to any of that. I'm super bad with that. It, the only reason I know is because, like I said, I'm really interested in Milo and his career. Otherwise, I don't pay attention to yeah. that kind of thing at all. Yeah. It's just too hard. It's like it feels like okay, at least in the hip hop scene, 
there's so much yeah drama. yeah there really is that's just like you wake me up when it's done I don't yeah care, right? yeah because like, one thing can change really quickly to another yeah. thing yeah i think what's cool about milo is that like he can kind of it feels like he can kind of like pin two different topics together and like have a line with that as long as it's just like two things that's it like you have it like on myth building exercise number nine which was like an interesting start to the album in of itself but it was just like mm -hmm. he has the whole bit about like being in almelo and like europe surrounded by like anglicans or like anglo-europeans he feels out of place as like a african-american person and he's re reminiscing about like black people getting gunned down and i think that was like an interesting perspective and then he like adds the shaman backlash in diablo <laughs> into that track yeah yeah which you know it's not like <clears throat> i don't remember much about diablo because like i don't play much of diablo but i do remember hearing a bit of issues with the shaman because it's just like diablo is like a high fantasy universe generally and then the shaman just felt really out of place yeah I don't know how far we really need to get. I've to never it, played Diablo, so I can't comment on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like the third one. The shaman was only ever in the third one, I think. Was it in the third one? I think so. The stories were never very. The gameplay was not so nice. Yeah, but no, I'd, even like in the Who Told You the Thing, he has like the line about Jazargo. Yeah, the Skyrim reference. Yeah. Did you listen yeah. to Nostrum Grocers? Though? I tried Nostrum Grocers. I feel like I had a worse time with that than really? this one. Really? Even though Elucid's on there. Yeah. And I know you love Elucid. Yeah. And I thought Milo was more interesting on that record, too. Oh. What, what was about that? That That one, I feel like the, the production blended, blended too much more. Too much more. Than this one. Yeah. What is Nostrum Grocers? Like, what does it mean? No, Probably. What is it? It's uh, Milo and Elucid, two, raptor, two rappers. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I, that's a totally different album. So, does anyone else have anything to say about it? Or did we get all the hate out on the table? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. Definitely, all the hot takes. <laughs> definitely, without a doubt, would not it was not a good introduction into Milo for me, at least. Yeah. I have no problem with the slower style, but it was just incredibly boring even for that. Yeah, and th that's not. fair. I would not recommend it to anyone either who wanted to start listening to Milo. <laughs> I would definitely, as I've been saying this whole time, go back to his first three albums. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a try, but it's almost like to so much like it was like a yeah i don't even want to listen to him like i don't want to give him a try I don't no his, his beats are completely more varied on his first three albums and his flow is a little it's generally the same but he does pick up a bit in a couple of songs here and there so there was a few songs in the album where he started to kind of sound like he had a little bit more passion when he was rapping yeah and i was like okay like i noticed it you know when you're kind of zoning out but something will bring you back into a song. yeah yeah no. there's a few times where i got brought back in i was like oh his voice is picking up whatever and then it just drops off mm -hmm. there's, there's so much lost potential at least from what i wanted yeah i i really like monotone rap generally i hate it so, it's so boring <laughs> but you like fm doom <sighs> mf doom yeah fm doom F yeah <laughs> yeah but mf doom has crazy production 
Yeah, that's, that's true. Mad Lib. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. He always has really good production. Yeah. And that's like the thing. Like here, the, I found the production incredibly boring with rapping on top incredibly boring. So yeah. I just found it boring. Yeah. And like, there is nothing to bring you in pretty yeah. much. I like the some of the sampling that was done on this. Like some of the comedian samples that he had uh-huh. that's what they sounded like those were cool i just don't know what he was trying to say with this record as like <laughs> a full package i don't think anyone really knew what he was trying to say like i went back and listened to a few reviews of different people like yeah and like uh melonhead and like pitchfork <laughs> and everybody like that and i think everybody in general was like what is he trying to get at yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nobody knows yeah. it's like okay like he's going from idea to idea without them kind of being connected and without fleshing out any of them. Yeah, like there's, exactly it's all like just extrapolation. Yeah. yeah, it almost feels like unfinished. Yeah, I would, I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Would you recommend I, I would cut, I wanted to say like I would recommend it for a certain mood, but I don't know what that mood would be either. <laughs> chill, hip hop like to really re- fucking relax chill. and study too. <laughs> Here's the thing is that, like, when I want to listen to, like, really chill kind of songs, that I'll listen to something of a more chill R&B style. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's what I'm approaching rap for. When I approach rap, hip-hop, whatever, yeah. it's a little bit more energy. And I guess it, it just, like, didn't have any of that. Maybe maybe I was just expecting the wrong thing, especially when you told me. I had no, I had no idea what it was going to sound it like. And you're like, it's my favorite rapper. Like you're also staking into other the exact same rap artists. Yeah. Band. So I was expecting some like hype, crazy album. Like you don't want to go to the gym, but no, it's the exact. <laughs> right? Like it's. Yeah, it, it ain't it ain't no Playboy Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think. All right. Yeah, I think we're. Yeah. So the next yeah. one, what are we doing now? Aiden's. Yeah. So we're moving into mine. Pick Aiden. I picked Velvet by Jameson. Oh, it's Jameson? Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. I can't want to say Jameson. Yeah. I thought it was just Jasmine, like, Jasmine. with the, <laughs> with the, you know, the vowels taken out. Yeah. No. From what I've looked up, it kind of fits in with his, like, aesthetic and vibe. It's just like, oh, it's like a type of alcohol, like Jameson. Oh, yeah. No, it makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah, well, I, I trust Aiden. He loves this guy. So. <laughs> I'll just go out and say, like, Jameson is probably one of my favorite discoveries within the past, like, two years. I think it was, I think it was like, Melonhead that put me on him. Yeah. Ironically, it was, like, in the, it was in one of his Why You Know review sections. Yeah. Oddly enough. Okay. But, like, his, his, sec, his, his bit on this album from that video was, like, oddly positive as well. Whatever, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he did a Why You Know review on Whatever Makes You Happy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, like the cover looked cool. And like how he described how he described the record in the in the bit was interesting to me because he was like, oh, like if you like if you like your R&B and if you kind of like your laid back kind of style, he's it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of one of the people that does it best. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I really, right. really love the song. Yeah. I, really I disagree. <laughs> 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 yeah there we go hot takes all around yeah, <laughs> yeah so but i think you knew that coming yeah into this, i was so. like i'm gonna i'm i'm pretty sure he's not gonna andrew probably wouldn't I, I enjoy the sound but you just know from me personally i enjoy it from female vocalists more generally more yeah. than 
a male vocalist. Yeah. Like this, this re- record reminded me a lot of like the chill R&B female vocalists that are popular right now. Yeah. Like, like example, Sabrina Claudio. I no. guess so. Yeah. A little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, like a little bit. I think like this one's a little more like I don't know. I don't want to say jazzy, almost. <laughs> There's yeah, yeah. It's like soul yeah, jazz, soul R&B. jazz, yeah. And like he added like synthwave elements a lot into this record. Like a lot of it feels like old seventies yeah, no, films. There, there were songs that I enjoyed a lot in it. And I think those were probably the ones <laughs> I enjoyed more. Yeah, but I did say this earlier. I think he's a less interesting Miguel. Damn! <laughs> like, that's my hot take. Like, their voices are really similar, yeah. and I just would rather listen to Miguel when listening to him. Interesting. Yeah. That's fair. I, generally, like, sti- I, still, I still really like Miguel yeah. a fair bit. I think I their think, styles like, are yeah. different, though, yeah. enough. To- yeah. Because it's not even like... I wouldn't even say that Jameson has a better vocal techniques. Jameson better. Uh, yeah, I think there's more. I think there's more interesting with Jameson than there is Miguel. Miguel is. F- <laughs> That's why it's my hot take. <laughs> yeah, Miguel is way more like better technically. I, I would say because mm-hmm. he has more like breath control and more like control over vocal technique. Because you can kind of hear it in certain songs in in this record itself too. Like we're just like. He tries to go into that high register or like there's like a bit of like a too much of a nasal effect. But that's what makes it really interesting to me. It's almost like those imperfections are part yeah. of his style. It's part of his style as yeah. part of like what he how he sings and stuff like that. So like I would never want him to take that out yeah. of his project. And and yeah, like I've listened to some of his previous stuff, probably not as much as you have, but I will say I think I enjoy the former stuff he's released than this album personally i think they all really like just sit well together for me because like i want to i haven't ended up sitting down too much with like priscilla and like the i think the album before that or the album with that like i've just yeah yeah like i remember listening to his last one, whatever makes you happy, just because you put it on your album of the year list yeah. last year. That's actually how I discovered him originally. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, so pretty much like I was like, yeah, I'll listen to it. I'm like, I wasn't a huge fan before that, but I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely more than this one. But this one, not saying I hated it, just not something I would throw on. It, it honestly is the same conversation you were having with Milo. I have to be in the right mood yeah. to throw on this record. Yeah. And I think that's like that's where we differ. Is just yeah, like, for I sure. think we both on opposite ends yeah. have that mood less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mood that we need to listen to these records, we yeah. have that mood less no, exactly. than the other does. I think that I definitely have a closer mood to Aiden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was throwing this on all the time. Yeah. Being like going on the bus everything i was putting this on pretty frequently yeah so. yeah well i think both of you are fans of earworms and like i love like how smooth, smooth it is yeah yeah, yeah. i just like that's, smooth yeah. vocals yeah. fuck that's why i just in general like the whole soul genre yeah I'm not i haven't dug too deep into it but almost anything i hear i really enjoy yeah and that's one thing i didn't notice about me 
that soul has never really clicked with me mm-hmm. r&b on the other hand yeah but I have, there's not many soul records that I enjoy, yeah, except the big classics, like, right? Like R&B, soul fusion. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like... It's not quite soul, right? No, I would say it's like R&B funk synth. Yeah. Yeah. Because it has those funky bits. I really loved the intro track. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I really thought it was a great way to start off the album. It instantly drew in my attention mm-hmm. and then i felt like the mid kind of fell a little bit like the middle of the album or just like yeah yeah like it started to kind of get boring i don't want to say that yeah. but like you know like zoning out like i kind of have said before like you know just start playing and then one track that always brings me back in mainly because they sound so much like the newer bonnie Vera album 22 million was a track uh drama yeah. Like the one with like the synth and like the vocal effect and everything. The first time I heard it, I actually thought I finished the album and it like auto-played onto a different album. Right, yeah. And then when I went back, I was, like, I was just surprised. And it was like a standout track for that reason. Mm-hmm. All the rest kind of had a similar sound. Not like the same sound. Yeah, like definitely not. Records. Yeah, I, I was listening to this and it, it was a weird record for me because I feel like at one moment I was like, yeah, I, f- I fuck with this. And then... <laughs> another moment i would be like okay next song mm-hmm. so it, yeah. I, yeah like I, like i said i wouldn't say i hated it just wouldn't love it it's like in between that mm-hmm. i think for me yeah like right away levy was like shit yeah. you're you're back you came right back with good shit <laughs> levy was just like a bop all around mm-hmm. levy part two some of the part twos were weird on this one it's only a couple. Yeah, they're like only two songs have part twos. So it's like Levy and Drama both have part twos. Yeah. Um I'm not sure how I feel about like there are aspects of Levy Part Two that I really like, but I think overall I think it could have just been cut. latched either cut or like lashed onto the first levy as just like cut to the end. Mm-hmm. So that was my weird thing with that. But then Talk is Cheap, Talk is Cheap was like the second single. Pose. Pose. Inferno. Pose? Yeah, it's Pose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think like for the same with you, I think because this almost had double what whatever makes you happy has. I'm close. I'm pr- I'm pretty much in agreement with you where just like some of the middle blends in a bit too much. I can't really I can't really remember much of Inferno right off the head. I, I remember it got to be erotic because I think for me like I actually really like that track. Yeah, I was gonna say I really like that, too. that yeah. one because it just like he's not changing much, but he goes more into like his lower register and yeah. like. The, the hook to got to be erotic is really good and then like so explicit has just like a really solid like earworm yeah i remember that one yeah it's like every second track after the first levy yeah it was like i enjoy pretty much looking at the track list yeah interesting then yeah. so badly so badly was the first single because the music video the music video for this had the album version mm-hmm which is basically just like a weird spoken word thing that he does. Okay, like, yeah. yo, I'm on the phone. <laughs> yeah. But you're not, but you're not listening. It's like basically, it's not word for word what he says. It's something akin to that. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's so, it's so on genre. Yeah. Which is like most of what you can say about Jameson is like, he's very on genre. 
but he does that genre really really well yeah he's not reinventing th- the wheel at all yeah definitely not i think the absolute highlight for me was mind playing tricks because <laughs> that like that brings up the synth to a hundred <laughs> yeah no, that was a standout track for me yeah like, and like the, the guitar-ish solo at the end like you wouldn't go as far as call it like a solo but like the guitar on that record is so good i just want to take a moment and appreciate you fanboying over this record yeah <laughs> it's pretty amazing to watch right now <laughs> I but, lo- but anyway i just, just love it yeah yeah as soon as it came out i was like yep <laughs> yeah this is the one yeah then there was a drama drama part two mm-hmm. i remember drama more than drama part two obviously i think that's what i said earlier wet was a good closer really good closer i really like wet. yeah yeah I think the first, funny enough, so compared to what you guys are saying, I think the first four tracks are really good, like Levy to Pose, then kind of zone out for the next five tracks. Mm-hmm. Really? Inferno all the way to like so badly, then Mind Playing Tricks is where it again also brings it back in for me. And yeah. To the end, I also just really like it again. Yeah. So I think like, the, like, got to be erotic, like I said, not really a fan. Like, well, I'm a fan, but it's, it's nothing special to me. Yeah. And same thing with Explicit. Yeah. Just, they're both just so damn catchy. Yeah. Got to be erotic is a hard one because that's like the six minute track. It's a long track. Yeah. It's really long. That's not an issue for me typically. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we re- listen to like, yeah. 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 Listening to yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have no problems with longer tracks. It just it has to be interesting. Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah. It's the same thing with lawn albums in general. Yeah. Like I have no problem with lawn albums as long as they're interesting it's just harder for artists to be interesting with a longer well, release after we talk about this before we start online i have one thing i want to say okay. cool okay yeah okay yeah for me well i think i'll end off for my bit with jameson is just like for me what really sets him apart from so many other artists is like it's just like he's still rather simple with r&b lyrics and like less so with the vocals because he does a lot of I, I feel like he does a lot of interesting bits with his vocals. I agree. Like, his, his R&B lyrics are, like, relatively simple, but also, like, unsuspectingly interesting <laughs> at the I'm, same time. I mean, they <laughs> don't have to be the most like they, complex, shit, right? Shit ain't deep. Shit yeah. ain't deep, but, Maybe like... the lyrics are interesting at all, but the yeah. way that they were saying... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very smooth, and I, I liked it, but, like, yeah. 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 It was very just, like, scraping the surface in any kind of depth. Yeah. yeah. Opposite of Milo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just reading yeah. a dictionary. <laughs> I just think of songs like Drinkin' where off the previous album where it was just like, oh, like alcohol addiction isn't like relatively covered this way a lot of the time. <laughs> where he just like has like this like complete and utter like abandoned for like how people view it. Oh, how does yeah. he do that? I can't remember. Oh, I yeah. he's like I stopped trying to please anybody. I stopped trying to please everybody. Please yourself. Okay. Do whatever <laughs> makes you happy. Do that shit. And I just like, oh, like I would never personally agree yeah, with that. I, know. Yeah. I would personally never go that far with the That's deep a little end, too much. Yeah. Yeah. Should made it, should he made it sound good? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the music. <laughs> he just sounded nice talking about that shit. No, it just like with artists like BJ the Chicago Kid and like Sir and Burhana and shit. Sir. And Sonder. 
Brent Fines, Brent Fines or whatever. Yeah. Sid. I, I know like I have so about. in division. Like I have such a harder time listening to those ones because I don't get the same feeling. The internet. Yeah. I don't get the same feeling that I generally get with them that I do with Jameson whenever yeah. I listen to him. And that's a, those are better examples of the chill R and B I was getting at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just like different chill R and B. <laughs> different ideas of chill R and B. Yeah, generally yeah. I like female vocalists more. Yeah. Like so if this was Sun, probably I would like it more if it was I don't know why. I just yeah. do. R and B I definitely like male vocals. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pop is where I love female vocals. Yeah. yeah, no, it's weird. I just generally like even in other genres, I just generally like female vocals more. That's totally fair. Yeah, yeah. but it but some of my favorite vocalists are male. Yeah, I like I like a a lot of female R and B artists, but inter- especially with R and B artists, female R and B artists right now, I have like a tougher ear on them than I do with male artists sometimes. Hmm. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Like, I just, like, I just, like, not that they're grading or anything, but it's just, like, in terms of my ears, like, you have to sound really dope for me to think you're dope. <laughs> That's how I feel about males. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird how different we can picture things sonically. Yeah. I think for me, it's just, like, in a sentence, Jameson is... Jameson is doing what Justin Timberlake should have continued doing. Actually, yeah. Should have never stopped I, I was, doing. I was going to say, it sounds so similar sometimes to JT. Like, this is like Justified times five. <laughs> the new JT album sucked. Oh, I didn't even listen to it. Oh, really? We tried to listen at one time. Uh, I think it was the day or two after the album came out. I already knew it was going to be shit. But back when I was working <laughs> in the kitchen and I could, like, I was... I was delegated to be the one that would play the music mm-hmm. on the on the radio yeah. or on the speaker. And so, like, there was another person that was like, oh, the new Justin Timberlake album came out. Let's put that on. And I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we put it on. I was like, that wasn't very good. At all. No. Yeah, no, it was trash. I liked the 2020 experience a decent amount. Yeah. Yeah. Well, part one. Yeah. Part yeah. two. It was way too long. The yeah. whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we're talking about, though, guys. Yeah. Okay. Off topic again. I would definitely recommend this to, like, anyone that wants to listen to some some R&B. Like, even if you have, like, the basic basic interest in R&B, like, I think this is a pretty accessible, fun record. I fully agree. And even for those that are, like, more so experienced in R&B, I feel like those people can still find things to enjoy out of this dude. Yeah, I... Even though I thought it was just okay, I would recommend it to people who like this sort of sound and are generally fans of R&B, soul music, because I think it would appeal more to that crowd because just because I'm not that crowd, essentially. Yeah. So you wanted to say something before? Oh, it was just on the topic of long albums, just recent releases, and the one that's kind of had an interesting release in general and it's just gonna say the le- new Lil Wayne album could have been so much better if they cut out about half yeah oh. way too long it's yeah. a it's a hefty listen yeah and it's just it, it, the release behind it was very interesting I mean there's a whole thing with Birdman and like everything like that but yeah but I was I was excited to listen to it just because of how much shit it went through Mm-hmm. And then there was some really good tracks on that. I just wanted to, I kind of want to talk about Z4, but I don't have a lot to say about it. Yeah. I didn't pick it. 
but there's so many tracks that just like yeah they're just like very just like garbage production or whatever it's just very phoned in yeah but a lot of the features on that album really it, it reminds me of a mid-2000s album actually mid-2000s well that's how a lot of mid-2000s albums were or did, late did 2000s they, did they get recorded like uh like 2011 probably yeah. I, I don't think because what Screlly had the full I think a little later than that because Travis Scott on the track he's on he tweeted about that track oh. in like 2013 or something like that I mean, I'm sure he redid parts of it yeah time yeah yeah, right? yeah. I mean, even if you listen to the but, Kendrick thing, it has like that jazz background. It's very clear that it's like around the time of like. To pick, yeah, to pick I'm, I'm sure songs were picked apart like different time periods. But I know for Travis Scott, one that's his old flow, so that's why I think it was recorded way back when. Yeah, fuck Astro World. <laughs> I don't like that. Album. Rodeo was so much better. I know, right? And I was so surprised by how much I like the rodeo. Yeah, because yeah. you were always, you were very vocal. I do not like Travis Scott. <laughs> rodeo has like the song that I actually like The Weeknd on. Oh. You don't like The Weeknd? I definitely I, don't I, like The Weeknd. I'm there with you too. I hate The Weeknd. But his bit on, his uh, his song on Rodeo, I really fucked with it. Yeah. His his chorus on that was like real fucking Yeah, I know. It, yeah. Generally, yeah, I think The Weeknd is a good future artist. <laughs> yeah. But, like, a song with himself on and lo- it. And low-key, yeah. low-key, I also really liked Earned It. <laughs> Earned It was really good. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Aiden. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> I really like the three or so songs that were produced by Daft Punk. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Great songs. Yeah, Starboy Star is decent, yeah. I think Starboy knows the last song in that. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Not like super memorable, but like I've always, like I, I mentioned already once. Yeah. They're the best. Okay, we're <laughs> off topic again. Yeah. <laughs> on the topic of electronic artists, we can then move on. Yeah. Yeah. Because I picked an electronic artist purely, okay, I really like this artist, which is Apex Twin. Yeah. Uh, the real name is Richard D. James. Uh, he has an interesting background. I'll kind of go into it. He is very well known for his production from like the, the early '90s to early 2000s, and then he stopped producing music under the name Apex Twin. Mm-hmm. He came back in 2014 with his release Syro, which was released. Like, I think it won the Gra- Grammy for electronic. Yeah, very much praised. Yeah, it won best Gram- best electronic, which I fully think it deserved. I love him. He's very much known as like a pioneer in the genre. Mm-hmm. He kind of pushes like boundaries on it. Mm-hmm. And this new album, or EP, I should say, called Collapse, is very, I don't want to say different, but it's very much so Apex Twin. Yeah. But it is very abstract. A lot of scratchy sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very lot. fast beats and, like, like yeah, lost and everything like that. Break core in there, yeah. yeah. The reason, one reason I picked it, because I will admit I'm going to have a hard time talking about this because it's hard to talk. It has no lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's interesting for Aiden. (laughs) That's actually one reason why I think Aiden knows that I've always been a fan of electronic music, but he's never really approached it. So Mm. that's why I was like, okay, well, Aiden has to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm interested in this too. I'm more interested in anybody's opinion than his because I know Andrew's already said he liked this. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it too. But I want to hear Aiden's take on it before I go deep into mine. Okay. I was. I wouldn't say that I was pleasantly surprised because I think get into I can get into electronic music here and there. Like I have a coworker at Hermanos who's back of house, 
we worked together and he would be the one to put on like a lot of different like electronic artists because he's a big he's one of those one of those guys yeah the ravers yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) he's he's one of those guys and like he's like yo you should listen to this and check out this and this guy's dope listen to this Mm. and i've I feel like if I brought up Aphex Twin with him, we would have a discussion. Listen, the Borgor. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I feel like, like, I don't necessarily feel bad for not really listening to much Aphex Twin before, but I definitely feel like I'm slightly at a disadvantage for having not listened to a lot of it beforehand. Because I only really started with this record and then maybe a song or two otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was surprised that I enjoyed as much of this as I did. Oh, I yeah. think like Are you bringing him yeah. over to the electronic <laughs> side. I think like T sixty nine collapse initially didn't catch me. Really? Wow, that sounds amazing. That's the best song far and away. That's such an incredible opener. Yeah. It took like two or three listens to me to really enjoy it. Damn. Okay, well good. But I like, think I, I like it really now. Good. Yeah. I like it now a lot. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of really nice like subtle glitchiness and like yeah there's i think that's uh this is the perfect example of an artist where like it screams for you to have like really nice quality headphones oh yeah oh man for sure i can imagine just the amount of effort that goes into like the staging and like yeah the sound design is beautiful i can't imagine like what it would sound like hearing just hearing shit really just pan it it makes a world of a difference Uh for a lot of electronic music (laughs) Yeah, like I have open back headphones at home, which have like a really big sound stage overall. Yeah, it's just like the difference from listening night and day. from my from my earpods or AirPods or whatever to those ones is just yeah. night and day, like whole new level to the to, like, to the music. Yeah, no, I would like to I would like to listen to this album with with a set of really good fucking headphones and just hear it in its like full glory because I've basically just been listening to like the Bluetooth headphones, the Beats, uh, my Jaybirds. Yeah. So, so first forty four, it felt like, I'm not sure if I'm like completely on with this, with this inspection. It felt like each song added like a kind of like a new layer to like what he was creating oh, in I a way. Agree. If I like, if I'm noticing that correctly, so like T six nine was kind of just like the beat by itself and like twists to the beat. Like he's twisting the beat ever so slightly, or yeah. he's like adding like another layer to it. That's what I love about it. Yeah. The, the, like subtle like differences that he, yeah. he can make and throughout then, a track without with a singular beat almost. That's why I enjoy ambient music so much. Yeah. And then like first forty four added more was it there that added samples or like there was something else that I think that song had like a vocal sample. Yeah, it has like a vocal sample and then like MT MT one mm-hmm. had more to do with that and like had more like or like someone saying words yeah and there is a giant footwork influence in this as well <clears throat> with uh the sampling especially and just like the tempo the beat yeah which was interesting because i haven't really heard that throughout his discography which just goes to show as an artist he just keeps growing mm-hmm. and expanding and trying out new ideas yeah i think like what's really nice about this ep and what probably a lot of apex twin sounds like is just like a lot of a lot of his stuff doesn't sound very digital 
it all sounds very like lively and very mm-hmm. see but that's where i think people have a misconception with electronic music is a lot of the time they think it's just digitally yeah and there are artists that definitely use that sound but a lot of the time i it feels like natural almost yeah that's what i was like it feels like a lot of this feels like natural objects like natural yeah. like well, I mean, he's and like, well known for like going very deep into like having a mostly analog. Yeah. Things. Yeah. And just from like what I have learned about him, like it's just like he's very experienced in like just kind of like breaking open a lot of this sort of equipment and kind of getting to like the nitty gritty of it. Like, what can I do fully with like this one piece of equipment? So, and I, the thing that I, the comment that I wanted to make about the names was like, despite these all being weird fucking names. <laughs> They do a better job of like uh, seeming to explain <laughs> what he's doing more than Milo. Yeah, that, that, that's sort of his shtick too. Yeah, generally, all of his things are like this. His yeah. last one, all of them had the BPM beside it. Yeah, yeah. Cyro. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a pretty interesting guy. Yeah, I, I enjoy the naming scheme. Yeah, yeah. no. Because even like very computer science. That's not even. I don't even think first forty four. I don't even think that's initially what he's getting at, but. First 44, like you can really kind of feel like the 4 4 tempo on that one. Like the 1 2 3 4, mm-hmm. 1 2 3 4, 1 2 3 4. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah. really there in that track. And then, like, I'd assume, like, I don't know what a T69 is, but I'd assume it's a sort of. I think, I, think it's around, I think it's around the same tempo. See, I yeah. think if you, if you, like, a lot of people, listen, when they listen on the first listen, they think it's just all over the place. Yeah. Like they're trying to listen to everything at once. Yeah. I think that's an important thing to strip away with, like, IDM. Mm-hmm. Why do I hate that genre? Intelligent, intelligent dance music. Intelligent dance music. It's so dumb. It's douchey, right? Yeah. But it's like the thing with IDM is that you have to kind of strip away and like listen to it in chunks. Yeah. Right? Like, or uh, individual points, and then you can really start to feel the rhythm. And then with that, you also really notice like how actually well structured it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what really, that's why T69 especially feels so well structured. Like, that is like the tightest song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tight production. I understand. <laughs> like that, that gets. I would feel like the tightest for me was well. abundance. The tightest for me was like abundance. Like I felt like I had the most. Yeah, no, I, I love abundance. I loved abundance too. It's my cool second. Yeah. yeah. Such a good track. Yeah. See, what I love is that these tracks in general, except for the very last one, are just, which is just under five minutes. All of them are over five minutes, but keep your attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a thing that's like common in most radio edm nowadays is like the way to keep attention is to drop the beat or to whatever have like a course some kind of catchy vocal chorus or something like that and it's fine it's all uh, about electronic music, trance right <laughs> but uh, what i like so much about this is that like there's so much layering going on that like you're never really getting bored mm-hmm. at least i don't and that's what keeps my interest so much like all the way through i can listen to this without a problem all yeah i know without getting bored mm-hmm. for a second like if anything, it's like too distracting because I'm so into it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. Um, the last track, Pethex, it was alright. Yeah, I thought that was like the one. Like it was not a great finisher. I think if they if you ended on abundance, it would have been like. I think it would have been more interesting with that as a close. Like yeah. For me then. Yeah. 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 No, Pethex kind of just sounded like a. It just sounded like a close to be a close. Also, Which is fine. It's fine, but also on the topic of EPs, I think they fit the electronic genre really well. Yeah, in that form, because a lot of the time I find 
albums in electronic music are hard to get through. They just make them too long. Yeah. Not always. Not yeah, definitely not always. But I think like it. I think it makes def- a lot of definitely in the '90s for sure. When I go back to a lot of '90s albums, I'm like, ooh. Like the older synth style. Well, yeah, sort of like it's all something repetitive. Yeah, like Prodigy. Mm. I, I totally agree. With <laughs> yeah. Now nowadays, like I pay attention to the underground electronic scene a lot because I find it really interesting. Probably the most interesting music scene to me nowadays, just with how experimental they are with everything. And but yeah. those albums generally end up high on my list of favorite albums. What I love to say on that topic is one thing that obviously pushes away a lot of people from like going into other genres or like whatever is that they need to learn an instrument. And I'm not in any way demeaning people who like learn deeply into this kind of stuff, but like you get that digital sound, but like you can really like just with like downloading FL Studio, downloading mm-hmm. a few programs, you can really get like people can really experiment yeah. in their free time. And then that's when you get kind of really interesting sounds from people who would never think about making music or able to come up with like the weirdest sounding things, but sound, somehow sound great as well. Yeah, I know. So I love so much about the experimental electronic scene. Yeah, I know. It, it's honestly great because instruments are fucking expensive. <laughs> but like buying, like you can just get a laptop and your computer download a program. Exactly. Yeah have some software-based MIDI, and you're good to go. Also, I'm not sure if any of you guys, I sent it to you guys, I don't know if you guys watched the music video for it. Oh, I forgot Yeah, I watched watch it. it. Yeah. I was at school when <laughs> you sent it, yeah. Such a, I watched it before you guys got here, actually. Incredible music video. Yeah. It's like very cool. Yeah. And you went into that music video. It's, um, it honestly looks like your graphics card is dying. Yeah. Of camera floating going through a city. Such a cool look. I think it adds so much to the music as well. Yeah. Yeah, the combination really fits well. In electronic music, it's like they want to combine technology with art. And I find that really interesting. Um, funny enough on like a little side topic, but related to him, he was going to have a show on Adult Swim. And oh. this music video was going to be a part of the premiere. Really? But the show was canceled. Oh, that sucks. Because this music video and in general most of the show had way too many epilepsy triggering things <laughs> in it. Mm-hmm. That they like we can't air this on TV. Yeah. Because there was a Pokemon episode from a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Polygon or something that they had couldn't air in U.S. because a bunch of kids in Japan got seizures. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, even the release of his return album, Syro, was announced and released through the dark web. Yeah. 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 And, like, there was, like, I read that there was, like, balloons or, like, he he had kind of, like, just weird fucking balloons with, like, the symbol. The Aphex Twin symbol, I guess. Where did he put the balloons? They was were, like, around... Wasn't that with this EP? It was with both, I think. Oh. This one, he had billboards all around different cities. Yeah. Just with the logo. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was saying that in that August when Zyro came out, a green blimp sporting the Aphex Twin logo was spotted flying over London. By the end of the following month, Warp released Zyro, the first Aphex Twin album in over a dozen years. Yeah, right. I remember yeah. that now. And then in 2018, the logo was found in London, Turin, in Los Angeles. Yeah, I remember Reddit going crazy. They're like, found another logo. <laughs> But then I remember the mods are like, yeah, this is the last post. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Yeah. 
but yeah no i think i was i was pretty happy with it are you gonna listen to more i feel like i might end up listening to more effects twitch <laughs> there you go just to, to be i'm yeah. curious was that the re- reaction you were expecting? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'll be completely honest. I'm totally expecting Andrew Beck. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, what I are you guys I feel like I, still, <laughs> I feel like I still get it less than than, than fans would. Yeah. Like, I, well, I typically enjoy Yeah, I, I, I remember, I think we even talked about this on the last episode, but I remember when I wanted to get into electronic music, I went to talk to Juggin, and it still took me a couple years until I finally found an album I really loved. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go into this genre now. Yeah. It's hard, it takes a while, but yeah. Yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> I the, and I mean this in the most positive way, but like this all just sounded like a really expensive, like bop it. <laughs> I, I could see that. In the best way possible. Yeah. Just like the way that he was able to like play with different equipments, like the different like Rollins and shit that he obviously used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's funny, funny imagining never, it though. I've never heard anybody say anything like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. The, yeah, the imagery there. But like somebody who's like master class at puppets. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like the twit, the way twists like happen <laughs> in the songs, where it's just like you can hear like twisted the pressure of the twist, and then like how it releases. Mm-hmm. It feels like an actual, like an actual like release of a twist, you know. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. You ought to listen to it through good headphones if you yeah. have to Yeah. Uh, make you appreciate it a lot more even. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I would, uh, it's funny thing is, is that overall, like you tell it, cause I was, I was so interested in your opinion. I don't think I'd recommend this album to people. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like, especially if you're getting into electronic music, this is a, a harsh album to get into yeah it, especially for people who like more mainstream sound music which always has a very obvious time signature and a very obvious pattern or rhythm to it this definitely does not fit that style mm-hmm. even compared to mainstream electronic music so i feel like you'd have to have some kind of experience with it overall mm-hmm. with like being okay with kind of breaking down the song because i know a lot of people would listen to a song once be like do i like it yes or no Right, like they need to like the rhythm right away. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is like how you even said, like you had to listen to T69 a few times, but then you really start to like it. Yeah, this is what that music just screams for, or this, this album, this EP in specific. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned breaking down the song and steps. There's this whole genre or movement right now called Deconstructed Club, <laughs> and it's basically just like fuck ton of stuff mashed together and mm-hmm. like sound wise sonically it's really like loud glitchy like a whole bunch of electronics like sort of like this record in a way but Interesting. but yeah this funny it's not my album that i picked but it's definitely my favorite album out of the three <laughs> yeah i don't know what to know i mean definitely not my love yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone would pick Milo it's today. So yeah. It's hard for me to say. It's hard. Reason. Like, I go to these both for very different feelings. Yeah, different reasons. I, uh, well, it's easy for me to say. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. both of them I thought mediocre, my choice, and Aiden's choice. And yeah. then. I'm still so surprised. I'm actually so surprised by Aiden's response. I'm glad. I think maybe it just comes from, like, I don't know, my background. I tend to like more erratic, erratic things than most people yeah i know that's draws me a lot to it as well mm-hmm. like punk is probably my favorite genre and all the subgenres with it and mm-hmm. that's just sporadic a lot of the time yeah 
think the same thing reason why I got so into death grips or clipping mm-hmm. like that kind of style is like, oh, it's erratic as hell yeah but it still <laughs> has a structure rhythm and structure death grips maybe a little bit less kind of gets a little crazy sometimes yeah definitely <laughs> yeah I, um, I just love being able to like be like oh wow that sounds so crazy i would never come up like yeah I, exactly i don't that, like it's wild that they a bunch of shit right yeah but, like, i could never actually come up with that and make intentionally it like, yeah intentionally like and like have it be still like rhythmic yeah yeah, so uh, I yeah. I, I, I would agree with Jagan. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone just trying to get into electronic music. But if they are familiar with the genre, I mm-hmm. would recommend it. Definitely his first album is probably the easiest album to get into. Yeah. Which is more ambient based. Yeah. If there was other artists that you would have to suggest to people, what would those be in the electronic genre? Ports uh, of Canada is generally one I would recommend to people. See, the thing is electronic is such a big... Yeah, it's an umbrella such, term. Such an umbrella like, term. It, it, you have like craft work, <laughs> synth pop. Who, yeah, right. Yeah. You have Daft Punk, the more housey sound. Yeah, Boards of Canada, sort of ambience. Uh, one of my favorite electronic artists would be Bonobo. Yeah. Really nice, like lots of um, instrumentation, lots of strings and everything. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Do they use live instrumentation? I thought. Uh, or no, that's Tycho. Tycho. Yeah. Does. yeah. I saw Tycho at Ultra, which is really cool to see. Yeah. But Tycho is another one I'd recommend. Very yeah. relaxed, chill. Yeah. He's like an artist photographer and he kind of like uses that as inspiration to make his music. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Like, like an interesting kind of, you can like see where it's coming from. It's really relaxing it's really music interesting. too. Um, another one more into the IDM, EDM, like, trancey kind of sound would be like just Ethelstein. if you like Jesus he produced almost every single song on Jesus. okay yeah. alongside Mike Dean and yeah Punk. and I think the production on Jesus is his best far and away because it's so abstract and everything <laughs> I love it so yeah but that's another good one yeah yeah uh, Dope. Yeah, it's so. It's yeah, so it's it's I such think. a broad. I I'd recommend my f- <laughs> one of my favorite electronic groups, Yellow Magic Orchestra, who contains some of my favorite musicians in the world. Like, obviously Ryuichi Sakamoto. Yeah. Yeah. These are names that I don't immediately know of. I don't think. I don't think I've heard much about Yellow something Orchestra. <laughs> Yellow Magic Orchestra. Yellow Magic yeah, they they basically started at around the same time as Kraftwerk. And a lot of a lot of them got together and made this electronic group, synth pop mm-hmm. kind of style, and their sound is very like almost soundtrack video gamey. They have a bunch of different influences like bossa nova, city pop. It's really interesting. interesting. It, it's funny. One of the guys in their group made the first video game soundtrack, Hiromi Hosano, pretty much. Oh shit! Yeah, so that's why it kind of sounds like. At times, when I listen to the album, I'm like, this sounds like a Sega soundtrack. Like, really bitty? Yeah, yeah. Nitty bitty? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But that's who I would recommend. Yeah. Just because they're so diverse. Cool. Cool. Okay, shall we call it an episode? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy! Cool. Hot takes all around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe the next episode will be a little bit nicer. Yeah. A little bit more... uh, 
cohesive. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting. It adds to it. Yeah, the yeah. first, the first episode, was... we were all collectively agreeing on, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, what we enjoyed. This, this one made it more... Yeah, I think that's kind of why I wanted to do this whole thing was to kind of figure out like where we can kind of jump in between each other's like likes and dislikes. Like where is that bridge for us? Yeah. Like that's something that I really want to yeah. dive into as well. Just like listen to listening to new shit. Enjoying discussing music as well. So in so, two weeks. Next episode is in two weeks. Um, we recently set up a website in tune.fm. Yeah. Right now it's bare bones. Uh, just a welcome post in the, in the episode descriptions, but we plan on doing written reviews of albums we can't talk about, mm-hmm. or just hot takes. On Even just like features and <laughs> uh, yeah, columns. Yeah, just anything that we feel like we want to talk about music related, but can't get into the episodes. Mm-hmm. Worth checking out. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what else there is. Yeah, no, I think that's yeah. Besides that, good at it. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Stay in tune. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See ya. Bye.